0: Hang on, Dixie. Hot temperatures are headed our way, and they couldn't come at a better time. Hey, this is the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl, and we're here with you on a Tuesday. We have an exciting, exciting program with great guests coming aboard. And we're glad that you could also join us here on the show that's all about the South. We've got a very special guest in the next segment, Dr. Stephen F. Hotze. He is a guy based out of Houston, Texas, that has a unique take on this coronavirus outbreak. He's the author of Hypothyroidism, Health and Happiness. And he is going to tell you something you probably haven't heard, that we don't need to be sheltering. We don't need to be quite so... Uh, uh, is running around scared we'll let him explain dr Stephen f hotsey uh, from houston texas he runs the hotsey health and wellness clinic there in houston and it's gonna be a great interview and something different instead of having the same talk about how you don't need to come out of your house for a couple of months this guy has a little bit different take on things we'll find out what he says that's up in the next segment of today's y'all show later this hour we've got our southern political report and an update on what's going on on the latest polls not a lot on that activity for Biden nor Sanders Is the race is fairly much it's, it's fairly over I mean I think that's pretty safe to say however we've got some senate races going on here in the south and I'll give you an update on Alabama where they've got a senate runoff that's been postponed it was supposed to be between Tommy Tuberville and Jeff Sessions we'll give you some information on that race and I'll walk through every US Senate race that's going on here in November. Every state, for the most part, I think Florida doesn't have a Senate race, but just about every southern state has a Senate seat up for grabs here in November, and we'll walk through that as part of our southern political report hour two a quick look at sports we've got some people heading to the nba out of the college ranks in fact the number one player coming out of high school is leaving the university of georgia we'll let you know about that also we'll tell you about some coaching hires in the ncaa ranks congratulations to andy kennedy the former mississippi Landshark coach he's got a new gig at his alma mater we'll discuss that plus simo and cape girardo they've got them a new coach We'll pass all that along as part of our sports lanyard at the start of hour two. And then our barbecue barrister is going to be on. And it's going to be a delicious, delicious conversation with Matt Hermans. He's going to talk about how if you've gone to the grocery store in the last week, you've probably noticed a lot of things missing. Well, there are a few things there in the aisles that you might can find, and he'll discuss that. In fact, we're going to talk to him about eating quail. Have you ever had quail? Well, there's a company that's got quail in the grocery stores of the South, and you might want to try it out. It sounds like a delicious product, so Matt Ehrmans will weigh in on that. Plus, he'll also weigh in on some recipes that are currently up at com, including beer cheese. Oh, that sounds great. And he's going to also tell us a little bit about how to clean your cast iron skillet all that right here the perfect escape from worrying about this darn covid 19 is to have the barbecue barrister join us an hour or two of this the y'all show we want you to join us any way you can virtually or here if you want to be within six feet with us well that's just fine with me our number 803-816-1170 our website yall.com you also can find us via email and that's y'all show at y'all.com And go on Facebook and like our y'all.com on Facebook where we post each show that you're listening to right now. Each y'all episode is posted on y'all.com as well as the y'all.com Facebook page. So all you have to do, it's so easy. What else are you doing? You're likely sitting at home not working. You're not doing anything. You're probably not even cleaning the house. Guys and gals alike. You're doing nothing but sitting around watching movies. Why not? take just a handful of seconds and go on the facebook page for y'all.com and like us like us we need your help i'm begging i'm pleading with you please like our page and help us grow so we come out of this virus here on the y'all side at least bigger than we ever were before we've got speaking of getting bigger and better we've got guests lined up i'm gonna run out of paper how many guests we've got scheduled to come on the y'all show in the coming days in addition to dr hotsey today and matt Herman's also coming on today wednesday we have a lady that worked in the white house up until two years ago kelly sadler now you might remember she was in the news because she was the one that said something rather not so nice alleged to have said something not so nice about john mccain and his last few months there as she said, it didn't matter. He was dying. Anyway, alleged to have said that. And she ended up having to leave the White House. Well, she's now working for the Trump Super PAC America First Action. And Kelly Sadler is going to be on talking about the coronavirus. She's a New York State native. Oh, Lordy, we're we're letting our guard down, letting a Yankee on the show. But she is working hard right now to get President Trump reelected as part of his official Super PAC. Kelly Sadler, she'll be our guest on the... The Wednesday Y'all Show. Also on the Wednesday Y'all Show, we've got a Southern Bell joining us. We got a Northern Bell. we got a Southern Bell, and Precious Harris. And she'll have all the news out of Nashville and her Nashville Music Line Report. That's on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we have a very unique conversation coming up with an author of a book all about the Watergate years. As he talked to Deep Throat, he sort of wrote a book based on on the deep throat guy mark feld was his name and we've got legal analyst john o'connor author of the book called postgate he'll be our special guest in our buy the book feature on thursday all that right here just this week and we got even more interviews coming your way too so if we can squeeze them all in we certainly will well let's get into the headlines of what's going on across the southeast and evidently as we said, we're getting bigger and better here on the Y'all Show, and the President of the United States must have been listening in this week because President Trump has signed an order that makes it a crime to stockpile scarce medical supplies. I guess toilet paper doesn't in, is not included in there, but yes, the President making it a crime to stockpile things that people don't need as this coronavirus now worldwide has affected more than 375,000 people and killed over 16,000 people. So that, the news out of Washington on Monday. More news out of the South in terms of the coronavirus. A man with coronavirus claims that the anti-malarial drug that the president's been talking about saved his life Rio Gianardi, age 52, said that he experienced fever for five days, had back pain, headache, cough, and tiredness after he went to a work-related conference in New York. And after he got home to Florida, he claimed that he was diagnosed with COVID-19 and pneumonia at the Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital in South Florida. A little weird that a grown man at 52 would go to a children's hospital, but yes, he was reportedly hospitalized in the facility's intensive care unit for more than a week and the symptoms wouldn't go away and ultimately the man claims a friend told him about a possible treatment op- option this anti-malarial drug known as hydroxychloroquine and he says he took it and it's made him better and that's great news again this man claiming that this anti-malarial drug has saved his life that's his claim from mr Giardinaria. Rio Gia, Rio de Janeiro. It's not the city. It's it's the man. Rio Gionieri, age 52 from Florida. Glad that this worked for you. Hopefully it'll work for others. Now more coronavirus information to pass along. Walmart, Kroger, Walgreens, CVS. They're amongst the companies offering bonuses to workers who are working right now as these essential businesses are up and going. And A lot of people are paying them visits, needing the supplies to help them get through the the pandemic, and we now know that these chains are going to give bonuses to employees, and that's good news to know. CVS said that they're going to give bonuses in the range of $150 to $500, and the bonuses will be awarded to pharmacists and certain other healthcare professionals on the front lines all these people of course if you go into any store in the last week you're likely to find the people working there wearing the 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 rubber gloves plastic gloves and that's something that they're not used to but they're making these extra steps to try to protect themselves and perhaps protect you the customer as well kroger kroger said that they're going to also give bonuses they're going to give a one-time bonus for part-time employees of 150 dollars Full time Kroger employees will get bonuses of $300. The bonuses will be paid out April 3rd and they'll go to employees hired on or before March 1st of this year. Target's also going to give bonuses somewhere between $250 to $1,500 there. Walgreens giving bonuses up to $300. Walmart is offering its store and distribution center employees a one time bonus, which will be paid on April 6th. The full time workers get $300 $300 while part-time staffers get $150 that from Walmart. I really think those bonuses, especially at Walmart goodness gracious, should be a lot more. I mean, people are flocking to some of these stores and the, the amount of money these stores are making is more than they probably made in maybe forever. And you'd think they would do a little bit more than what they're offering to their employees, especially the ones that are going in and and actually deal directly with people who might be sick these people are frankly risking their own lives and Walmart and all these major companies should be considering that when they're giving these bonuses, but to their credit, they are doing something and that's, that's a good thing. How about dollar general, dollar general out of Goodlitzville, Tennessee, they're going to add 50,000 employees by the end of April. Most of the jobs they announced will be temporary as dollar general currently operates more than 16,300 stores Now in 45 states, and approximately, get this, approximately 75% of the American population is within five miles of a Dollar General. You reckon they got a Dollar General anywhere in Manhattan? I seriously doubt it. But boy, they're all over every every place else in the South. Yeah, I bet you right now, without thinking too much, you could probably, within 10 miles, we'll just give you 10 miles, I bet you could name and, and point out where a Dollar General is to your north to your east to your south and to your west and and likely some of those will be well within 10 miles some will be within heck all of them might be within 10 miles they've done a heck of a job there out of Gilesville Tennessee dollar general well it is springtime officially that came i think on Friday of last week was the official first full day of spring and you know what here in the south just because there's the coronavirus going on it doesn't mean we're not going to have bad weather So what do we have in this time of year? Sadly, unfortunately, Nashville just experienced. We have tornadoes. And some of you depend on tornado shelters. When the bad weather comes your way, you you go in these things and you hunker down. Well, unfortunately, forecasters say that these tornadoes are likely to come just as they always do here in the southeast. And yes, even with the coronavirus, you got to have to you may have to go in your shelter and a lot of people are scared because they don't want to get too close, even to their own family members, in these shelters when a tornado comes through. But that's something to keep in mind, something that we haven't really thought about, That, especially in an emergency time of a tornado passing through. Your life, if it, if you value your life, you're going to put the coronavirus a little bit on the back burner and perhaps get close to your your loved ones or whoever you have the national weather service has put out some tornado sheltering guidelines as they say good options are the interior room of a well-constructed home or building a basement yes we all know about that the best options are above or below ground tornado storm shelters and specifically design a fema safe room but still if you have more than one person in your family you may have to get within six feet And unfortunately, that's not the advice that we're supposed to be following these days. I hate to tell you this story. You may have already received a call, especially if you're one of our great senior citizens of the Southeast. There are scam artists right now taking advantage of this pandemic. And people are making scam phone calls to senior citizens claiming that they've won the lottery. According to the Better Business Bureau, it's receiving inquiries and calls on scams to senior citizens Throughout the Southeast saying that they've received a check in the mail for $7,800 and 50 cents, almost $8,000 and a letter that indicates that they're the winner of an international lottery. The BBB is warning customers not to fall for the scam, even though they may be in need of money right now. It's a scam. If anybody says you've won $8,000 in a lottery from the International Lottery Commission or whoever is doing this, it's just a it's just a scam. Don't listen to it. Hey, good news. Speaking of the weather, good news. The South's going to have some hot temperatures, and that should help, in some cases, keep this coronavirus from spreading the way it has, as throughout several southern states this week, starting really on Wednesday, working its way into Thursday and Friday, you're going to have temperatures exceeding 90 degrees in portions of Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. Tennessee's going to see temperatures in the 80s, and places like Valdosta and South Georgia, Home of the Blazers. Valdosta is going to have a high around 91 just before the weekend comes in. So that is wonderful news, as we need hot temperatures to help out with this coronavirus. And we're going to have a little precursor, we hope, of what the summer is going to be like. Hot. We need a hot summer, y'all. And it looks like we might get a little a little sample of what that's going to feel like this week and as we wrap up our headlines from across the southeast sadly we have to tell you about a story coming from jackson mississippi a firefighter there was fatally shot in what police suspect was an armed robbery as jackson police said the man's vehicle had been taken making robbery a likely motive behind the shooting killed in this was 48 year old yancey williams a jackson mississippi firefighter and again shot i don't know if he was on duty or off duty when this happened but unfortunately even with the pandemic people still get killed senselessly and we remember this jackson mississippi firefighter killed senselessly this week yancey williams 48 years old there in mississippi's capital city when we come back on the y'all show we'll be visiting with dr Stephen f Hotze. he's a doctor and he's got an unbelievable take about what to do in this coronavirus he says don't listen to the hype don't believe everything you hear it's gonna ruin our country and eh, so to speak is what he'll likely tell you if we sit here for months and months and months and stay sheltered we got to get out and get this economy going and and be reasonable we'll let him explain dr hoatsy from houston texas is going to be our very special guest right after this break If you're worried about your
1: cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic.
2: My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it
1: works. I've been taking garlic for years.
2: My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I
1: take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease use as directed.
3: Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com now. That's b-a-b-b-e-l.com.
0: and this is the y'all show talk with a southern accent as we broadcast on great radio stations across the south i'm john rawl and we welcome you back into this exciting program and of course the headlines for the last couple of weeks been dominated by the coronavirus outbreak and here on the y'all show we certainly have that outbreak in mind and we thought we would do something a little bit different get a different perspective on the madness that's going on yes it's a very serious health concern we realize that but some things out there going on just don't add up and we've got somebody who knows a lot about how to keep your body Fit and that's one of the best things that you can do going forward. We welcome in Dr. Stephen F. Hotsey, and he's our very special guest joining us from the great state of Texas. And Dr. Hotsey is the founder and CEO of the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center, and that's in Houston, Texas. And he's also the best-selling author of Hypothyroidism, Health and Happiness, The Riddle of Illness Revealed. And Dr. Hotsey, welcome into the Y'all show.
4: John, glad to be hearing a hearty uh, hello from <laughs> Houston, Texas to all of y'all there and uh, across the South.
0: Yeah, and it's not too difficult for you to drop that y'all word, is it?
4: Sir, <laughs> it's always y'all. I write when I write letters. I say, "I hope y'all are doing well." Why, possibly, all? Ah. That's just that's the way. I'm I'm from Houston. You know, Houston, Texas is part of the Piney Woods. You know, Piney Woods extend all the way from Houston to. All the way to Virginia, and that's this whole it's old South down here, my friend. Yeah. We 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 uh, we we're part of the South.
0: Yes, you are. In fact, when we started, y'all, a lot of people thought we were based in Texas.
4: <laughs> that's right. That's that's probably more of a Texas slag, maybe that that a than a, uh, uh, than a Southern slang, maybe I don't know. But uh, we say y'all down here.
0: Well, we like the we word y'all. Two,
4: we say hey, we say two things. Okay, y'all, meaning you all, yeah. And, all meaning oil wells all yes yeah, always good to have some all in the family
0: <laughs> yeah all and y'all i like that
4: yeah yeah
0: dr Hotsy, we brought you on for a couple different reasons one to have a good time and and chat with you here about the south and texas and more but this coronavirus thing is just getting more and more attention as it as it should. It's a it's a it's a it's a health scare. But we have you on because you have a little bit different take with your background. Again, working in medicine, you're a doctor. Tell us what you have to say about what's going on, the hysteria of the coronavirus.
4: Well, John, I'm, I'm so glad to have an opportunity to, to visit with you and, and your listening audience, because I want you all to take a deep breath breathe out slowly <laughs> there you go listen, right now if you turn on the TV which most of you all are doing and I even find myself doing it. I never watch TV but now all of a sudden I, I pop this on and I've quit doing it, it just drives me crazy so all you hear about is one thing, you hear about the coronavirus And if all you do is think about the coronavirus and you listen for every statistic, you're going to think this is the worst. This is worse than the bubonic plague that hit in the Middle Ages. It's the most gosh awful thing ever. But you've got to put it in perspective. So what you've got, what you really got is a bunch of fake news media guys you got a bunch of health bureaucrats and you got a bunch of politicians running around screaming the sky's falling the sky's falling the end of the world's here and they're and they're on national tv and they get they're on not just a minute they're on hours every day now imagine yourself john how you would feel if all of a sudden, out of the blue, somebody put you on national TV for the next two weeks, and they asked John Raw to explain all the problems, and you were on, you know, all day long, and everybody in the world knew who you were? Now, you think that might go to your head a little bit? You might think, "Boy, I've got a lot of influence, a lot of power." And as a matter of fact, this Fauci guy, I heard him on the radio a week ago Sunday, where he he says in this voice, "We're going to shut down all the restaurants in the whole country." We're going to have, you know, we're going to make this, we're going to make everybody feel the pain. I'm going like, what is this about? I mean, we're going to shut down all the businesses and the restaurants. Well, let's get things in perspective. Here's the perspective, and I want you all to listen to some numbers. Do you realize in in the United States so far, and it's going to go up because we're going to start to do testing, but there are 35,000 people out of 327 million. That's two out of 100,000 one out of 50,000 have been diagnosed with the coronavirus, presumptively. They haven't even done the test on all of them. Mm. And there've been 458 deaths. That's one and a half people out of a million people have died. That's one and a half out of one million people. This is an insignificant amount because because the flu this year, and you can go look at the CDC, Center for Disease Control Statistics. Just go online and, and check these facts out yourself. They say up this year in the flu season, which starts October 1st, just the old-fashioned flu, okay, the annual flu. 52 mil, upwards of 52 million Americans have had the flu. That's one out of seven. And 50, up to 59 million have died. I'm sorry, 59,000 have died. 52 million have had it, 59,000 have died.
0: That's 59,000 Americans? Americans have died of the flu.
4: Now compare that with 458 to the coronavirus. So the flu attacks, one out of seven people, 0.1% of those people are gonna die. Mm. But we've got, got in the coronavirus, we got 35,000. Compare that to uh, people that have it. And it probably will double, because they're gonna start doing this testing. It may go up to 100, 200,000. Compare that to 52 million. Compare that to 59,000 deaths. And you really realize, look, if we treated the flu, which happens annually, on an average, 50,000 Americans die every year of the flu. Did you know that?
0: Yes. I I knew it was a pretty high number. I didn't know the exact
4: On an average. Some years it's 35,000. Some years it's – in in 2017 it was 80,000, okay, die of the flu. Nobody shrugs you. Do you ever see any? Did the president declare a national emergency? Did you have all these guys on TV with people saying, you know, stay home from work, quarantine yourself? Hey, John, tomorrow, if you came down with the flu, everybody said, yeah, John had the flu. You know, would they quarantine themselves? Would they go home for 14 days? Would they wring their hands? Would they worry that they're going to die? No, he got the flu, for crying out loud. It happens. That's what happens. So. If you look in perspective, if we did, if we treated the flu like we do the coronavirus, follow me, then starting October first, for six months, we would do what? We would stay at home. We wouldn't go to work. The kids wouldn't go to school. We wouldn't go to any uh, sporting events, any public events. We wouldn't go to church for six months. And the flu is going to take a whole lot more lives than this is going to take. Because we look statistically, you look at now. Listen to this in China. One out of every 20,000 people in China, they have 1.5 billion people, has the coronavirus. Four out of a million die. In South Korea, which now that's a communist country. Say their figures are all wrong. South Korea has done a great job, better than any country on this. One out of 5,000 in Korea, South Korea have the coronavirus. Two out of a million die. That's one out of 5,000. In America, one out of seven people had the flu. So if you figure we had one out of a, if we had one out of five thousand, yeah, I mean, you can't make the number. You look at the numbers and they don't add up to cause everybody to panic and to be completely petrified about this coronavirus. So here's what. So what have they told you to do? What have the conventional doctors told you to do? They have told you wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Oh my gosh. If you touch your face, you're just a bad citizen. And stay six, six feet away from everybody. Don't get in groups of more than 10. It, really? That's the way we're going to keep from getting the disease. Why don't we get healthy? You know what? They don't talk about what you can do to build up your immune system. You know that who gets this? Who gets the flu and gets terribly sick from the flu and dies? Who gets terribly sick from the coronavirus and dies? Elderly people, averaging about eighty years of age, who have debilita- who are debilitated and infirm. Remember, there are about forty cases of people that died in a nursing in the nursing homes up in Washington State. Mm-hmm. So debilitated, infirmed, they have heart disease like congestive heart failure, or they got chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, emphysema from smoking all their lives, or they got diabetes. Um, so people that have an de- whose immune system is Declined. They've got it's compromised. Those are going to be susceptible to viruses and bacteria. That's what usually kills people like that. They get some kind of infection during their lives and they die when they get older. For the vast majority of people, you're never going to contract it. Just think of it right here in in Korea. It's only South Korea. Two in a million people died. One in five thousand got it. Say one in a thousand people. What are your odds of getting this thing? I'd say there are shots of you contracting you about probably one in 10 or 20,000 because you're younger and you're healthier. If you're older, obviously your chances of contracting, but overall chances, maybe one in 5,000. It doesn't sound like too, it doesn't sound too risky to me. Does it to you? It really doesn't. But, but because the flu is a whole lot riskier. Okay. Why don't you think about something else? And why don't we talk about this? Did you know yesterday? That 1,800 people died from heart disease every day, 650,000 people a year. You don't hear much on that. Oh, go to your doctor, take a stat, drug, exercise, eat right. Nobody seems to, Yeah, it just happens people die of heart attacks. Did you know that yesterday on the road in America, 110,000 people, 110 people died in auto accidents? And another 12,000 were injured every year. 4.4 million people have severe injuries due to auto accidents and 39,000 die. Why don't we say, well, boy, that's a public health problem, isn't it? 39,000 people. Why don't we quit driving? Why don't we walk? Why don't we get horse and carriages? Why don't we get a bicycle? If you want to, if you want to save people's lives, think about it. What would that do to the economy? Well, and what, what have they done here? There's a, there's an old adage. Don't let you know, oftentimes the cure is worse than the disease. So what have they done? They've wanna shut down every business in America. Some states have shut everything completely down. I mean people millions of people have lost their jobs. And If you think it's going to last two weeks i mean the numbers are going to go up when they start testing and they're going to get more petrified and they're going to say we got to shut down more businesses thank god the great uh the governor of the great state of texas yesterday got on tv and (laughs) said we're not shutting everything down we've got 250 counties in texas out of 254 that don't even have the virus you know everything's staying open now in our cities run by a bunch of liberal democrats they shut down Houston and the county. They shut down Harris County and shut down Dallas, some of the big cities. But for the rest of the state, everything's going blow, and and not having a problem. But there, so here 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 you have met, look. There's 160 million people working. Mm-hmm. If 120 thousand lose their jobs, that works out to about a half a billion dollars for a month in lost income. Two months, that's a billion dollars. A half a billion here, a half a billion. I mean, that, I'm sorry. I don't mean a half a billion. Five hundred billion dollars uh, in hard. lost, <laughs> well, five hundred billion dollars in lost income. In two months, it would be a trillion dollars in lost income. You think that might have an effect on the economy and on people's lives? You think somebody might get stressed? Did you know that stress causes a lot of health problems? How the, the unintended consequences from shutting everybody out of work are going to be much worse. Than the coronavirus so here's here's what i recommend
0: if anybody- uh, hold on before you give us your prescription here for us here on the y'all show let me remind everybody who you're listening to and who you're enjoying here on today's y'all show we're talking with dr Stephen f hotze and he is a medical doctor based in houston texas with the hotze health and wellness center and he's the author of the book hyperthyroidism health and happiness and you can check that out at amazon.com also go to drhotze.com that's h-o-t-z-e.com is the website for that and and you can learn more about his book and what he does in the Houston area but a very very special guest talking about the coronavirus and more and Dr. Hotsey, back to you for your prescription.
4: well first let me mention although I wrote the book Hypothyroidism Health and Happiness, my key book is Hormones Health and Happiness ah. and that's my opus work and it's sold over a hundred and sold and produced 120,000 copies of that if any one of your any one of your listening audience because I like you John, and I'm going to like your listening audience. I, I like you, too. <laughs> you betcha, you, buddy. <laughs> uh, they, can, they can call my office at 281-698-8698. 281-698-8698. And say listen, I heard Dr. Ho on on uh, John Raw's show. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get a copy of the book Hormones Health and Happiness. I'll send it to you free of charge. I won't even charge you for the shipping. I want you to have it so you can get healthy and well so you enjoy a better quality of life. That's what I'm in the business of doing is helping people be healthy rather than trying to uh, trying to treat a illness. Why get ill? Why get the coronavirus? What can you do? Well, let me give you a simple prescription, folks. This is a and I don't mean a literal prescription. Let me give you a suggestion and a recommendation.
0: Okay. We're ready for it.
4: The key thing is get your immune system healthy. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Is that okay? Because people that are immune compromised tend to get sick. They get Infections. Well, why don't we have a healthy immune system? I have yet to hear anybody on national TV, any of these CDC, FDA guys say, well, you got to get your immune system healthy. Nobody's even talked about it. I was on national news, Fox News, a week ago, Sunday, and this is what I said. I said, look, this is simple build up your immune system. Here it is, prescription A, B, C, D, Z. A, B, C, D, Z. Vitamins A, B complex, high doses of vitamin C. I recommend 1,000 milligrams per 25 pounds of body weight. Vitamin D, I recommend at least five to 10,000 international units every day. Uh, take zinc, 30 to 60 milligrams every day, and take a probiotic. That will help build up your immune system. And then eat healthy. You got to cut out your simple carbs, guys. You know, the pizza, pasta, cookie cakes, the corn, the potatoes, rice, your grits. Got to cut those out because those convert to sugar. That depresses the immune system. Get a good night's sleep. Exercise. And, and John, those are some things you can do for your physical health. But I happen to believe, too, first and foremost... I, as a christian i believe that we first got to put our trust in god we say, god protect my family i i recommend you pray every day how hard is that that's what Amen. our mean fathers did so you say dear father you know i pray no evil would befall my home or myself or my family or friends and no plague would enter our tent that's psalm ninety-one ten. you know and god's given us not a spirit of fear but a power and love and a sound mind have a sound mind so trust god and then do what you need to do. I mean, it's one thing to pray. Well, I'm praying and said, God, if you know, protect me. I'm going to go live like hell the rest of my life. No. <laughs> what you do trust god and then do what you need to do to be healthy you've got a free will and god expects you to go out and do certain things take your vitamins eat healthy exercise sleep well don't dissipate your life and you know in any way just live an honorable life and that's going to make a big difference in your overall health and the third thing i recommend besides trusting god taking care of your health third thing and that's your physical health take care of your mental health be around people that are positive That believe in the future, that are confident, that are enthusiastic about life. Don't be around a bunch of you know pessimists and all that. Listen to good material. You can go to podcasts. I I cut my teeth on Zig Ziglar. I don't even know if you've heard Uh him. There's there's plenty of good uh, positive material online you can listen to to give your brain positive um, you know a positive view of life, a confident view of life. And you know, as Christians, I believe that we should be very confident. We know who holds the future, and you know, God's sovereign. So I'm, I'm I'm very encouraged and confident about what we're doing. Our office is open. We're trying to help our guests be calm, keep themselves healthy. So far, everything's good, and I believe it's going to be that way. Now, remember, they say the sky is falling, and you at least – they're not saying that per se, but that's basically what they're saying. That's how everybody feels. Oh, my gosh, the sky is falling. I'm here to tell you, the sky is not falling in.
0: Well, we like to hear that. Dr. Hoetzee, thank you again for coming on the show today. One thing I want to point out, as you mentioned, you talk about maybe listening to some of the doubters and some of the people who are putting fear out there, and that some of that comes direct from the White House, and Dr. Anthony Fauci is one of those people that's putting a lot of fear into people, and people are shutting down businesses and such. One thing we got to keep in mind with people losing their jobs, people not sure what's going on, their whole life's been turned upside down in the last week to two weeks, Suicide is a real yeah, issue here.
4: Sure. That did you know every year 45,000 people take their lives? How much? And this 45,000. Oh boy. 45 more. That's got to be a
0: lot higher than that.
4: Sure, that's a lot. 45 that, 45,000 people take their lives. That's that's what the CDC reports. That's what uh-huh. but it's going to go up with this, you know, people are going to think this is the end of the world. By the way, if anybody, let me just go back and just mention if anybody's what, can't remember the A, B, C, D, and Z, you can go to my website. I have Hotze Vitamins, Hotze Vitamins, H-O-T-Z-E Vitamins.com, and we list the vitamins that we recommend. I even have a uh, Dr. Hotze Immune Pack. Go to your, you know, you got a vitamin store in town? Go patronize them. If you want an Immune Pack that lasts 30 days, you can text us and go, I mean, you can go to, uh, you can go online. We'll be glad to supply you with that.
0: Dr. Stephen Hoetze, we appreciate you being our very special guest on today's Y'all Show. It's been an absolute treat to talk to you and be a guy who's kind of brought a different perspective. We haven't been getting the kind of perspective on the national news like what you've just offered i guess fox did have you on so kudos to fox for for doing that you're a university of texas medical school medical school alum and you learned a lot there and one thing you learned was good southern pragmatic skills and we appreciate you coming on here on today's y'all My show My
4: pleasure, john it's great to be on with y'all
0: and and thank you again for your very special contribution on the show that's all about the south dr Stephen f hotsey again go to his website dr hotsey H-O-T more of the y'all show will continue right after
5: this y'all well look who's home how was your day hon
2: uh you know stressful exhausting
5: lie down on me and we'll talk about
2: Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me.
5: Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job.
2: You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through.
5: If you're happy, I'm happy. Uh, But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund.
2: And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way you're the only one i want to come home to purple mattress
4: spring into big savings with purple spring sale get a free set of purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a purple hybrid or a purple premier
1: mattress when you text offer to 84888 that's keyword o-f-f-e-r to 84888 message and data rates may apply please do not text and drive see purple.com for terms
0: and conditions Baby, where there ain't no loving, baby, no getting along, no sir. Where there ain't no loving, baby, no getting along. I've been mistreated so much, I don't know right from wrong. It's the Y'all Show, and here on the Y'all Show with your host, the General of All Things Southern, John Rawl, we have, from time to time, usually on Tuesdays, which is what we find ourselves having on the calendar today, a Tuesday A little Southern political talk, and although politics, just like sports, not all that much excitement going on right this very second, even though we have a presidential race that should be firing up on all cylinders, but things have kind of taken a turn that no one expected. And because of that, I'm going to give you some of the latest polling coming out of RealClearPolitics.com when it comes to the presidential race. So Biden and Sanders and Biden and Trump, the latest we have with the RealClearPolitics average biden versus trump according to real clear politics biden's got a 7.4 percentage he's got a lead over trump on that with 51 to 43 and in the southern state of florida right now trump has a 1.3 percentage lead over joe biden at 49 to 47.7 good news for the trump campaign if they can hold on to florida here in november and then in case it ended up being a miracle and you saw Bernie Sanders up against Trump Trump, right now Real Clear Politics has Bernie Sanders with a five point lead over Trump, and that likely not to happen as it looks like Sanders is crashing and burning before our very eyes. But the good news, if you're a Democrat, at least from the real clear politics national average, Joe Biden with a seven point lead over President Trump right now, unfortunately. For Democrats, he leads Trump, that is, in Florida. But Biden does have the lead in Pennsylvania. Now there's a tie, according to Real Clear Politics, in Wisconsin, where that's a state not long ago. President Trump had a pretty sizable lead in the polls there. But unfortunately for Trump, it looks like he's tied. And don't forget, on Wednesday's Y'all Show, we'll have a lady that worked directly with President Trump in the White House, Kelly Sadler. She's now a part of his official super PAC america first action kelly sadler will be on in the first hour of our wednesday show and we'll talk about president trump's 2020 effort now to the republican race the primary the primary that ended up being now a runoff between jeff sessions the former senator who ended up being trump's attorney general he's trying to get his old seat back and he's going to be going up against former auburn and mississippi head football coach tommy Tuberville. They've had to reset their race. Their primary runoff was supposed to be the last day of this month, but now this has been moved. The governor of Alabama, Kay Ivey, moved this race to July 14th, months down the road. And AL.com this week And the great writer they have, John Sharp, just penned an article, Sessions or Tuberville? Who benefits most from Alabama's runoff reset? Remember, just before the coronavirus took over all the headlines, President Trump actually endorsed not Sessions, but Tommy Tuberville. And that gave him a huge, huge boost. He actually went way ahead with a double-digit lead in the polls after that happened. And then this coronavirus thing comes And now you're seeing a big change here, not necessarily something that's going to keep Tuberville from winning against Sessions when they get together and have their race officially in July. But the momentum that Tuberville had right after that March 1st primary, where he received 12,500 votes more than Jeff Sessions in that now, this, this passage of time is not good for the former football coach. In fact, the Tuberville camp, a lot of people think they wish this race would have been, this runoff would have been like a day later because the way things were going for them, things were looking real good for Tommy Tuberville. So that race, again, being pushed back a couple of months. Now, that's not the only Senate race going on in the South here this November. Every Southern state Minus, Maryland, Florida, and Missouri has at least one Senate seat up for grabs. Texas, John Cornyn battles to get his seat back. In Oklahoma, the recently in battle Jim Inhofe, he's got a big battle, as he's one of the senators alleged to have possibly sold stock when they found out about the coronavirus' big-time problem headed to our country's way. In Louisiana, Bill Cassidy, he's up. Got a race here this fall. Tom Cotton, the Arkansas senator, he's got a race trying to keep his seat. The recently, I say recently because she hasn't had a full term, she took over for Thad Cochran. Cindy Smith, the U.S. Senator from the Magnolia State of Mississippi, she's trying to hold on to her seat. As we said, in Alabama, Doug Jones is currently the Senator, and it'll either be Sessions or Tuberville going up against this Democrat in Alabama in November. In Georgia, they actually have both Senators have to be reelected or elected here in the case of Kelly Loeffler. David Perdue, one of the Senators, who has been on TV a lot lately with the coronavirus, Purdue, and Kelly Loeffler, one of the centers in the news for the wrong reason of the whole benefiting from the coronavirus, selling off stock. She's trying to actually get elected for the first time here as she was appointed to take over the Johnny Isaacson seat that he abandoned at the end of the year last year so purdue and lawful trying to hold on in georgia south carolina lindsey graham's trying to hold on to his seat a seat he's held for a couple of decades i think now tom tillis is the senator from north carolina and he's got a battle he is one of the senators that's in battle number one problem for him is he was the guy that the first stories came out about benefiting from perhaps letting his stock stock portfolio change because of the coronavirus Democrat Senator Mark Warner, the former governor of Virginia, he's trying to hold on to his seat in the Commonwealth of Virginia. In West Virginia, Shelley Moore Capito is trying to hold on to her seat. She's a Republican there. And in Kentucky, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is on the ballot in the bluegrass. And that's a quick look at all the Senate races going on. And I I didn't mention Tennessee. I'm sorry. Tennessee, Lamar Alexander is leaving his office. So Tennessee on August 6th. Is going to have their primary. And some of the Republicans that are in this race for November that they'll have in August, the primary, if they win that, they get to go on. Include Memphis physician George Flynn, who's run for Congress a thousand times. Now he's running for Senate in the state of Tennessee. Got a lot of money, and he could be formidable in the volunteer state. And then the other name that pops up a lot in a race that's got about 10 declared candidates on the republican side thus far is bill haggerty and he's running here but there's a lot of names on the republican side running for the u.s senate and some democratic candidates also running of which i've not heard of any of them so i'm not going to bore you at this point we're still months away from volunteer state voters going to select their next u.s senator in a primary And that's a quick look at what's going on across the Southeast on a political front. When we come back in hour two, hold your seat. We're going to have sports Yap to get it going. And then Matt Hermans, our barbecue barrister, will be on to talk about eating quail. And we'll have a recipe from y'all.com that he'll break down. All that ahead on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent.
5: Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon?
2: Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting.
5: Lie down on me and we'll talk about it.
2: Oh, purple mattress. You know how to support me.
5: Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job.
2: You're more than that. You're a purple mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through.
5: If you're happy, I'm happy. Uh, But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund.
2: And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to, Purple Mattress. Spring into
4: big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of Purple Sheets and a plush pillow
5: when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier Mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message
1: and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions.
3: Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
0: hello to all y'all this is the show all about the southeast i'm john rawl 803-816-1170 is the magic way for you to text or call us anytime you are able to we'd love to get your feedback here on the show that's all about the south coming up in the next segment it's our barbecue barrister matt hermans and he's going to talk about hey if you've been to the grocery store you probably noticed that half the things in the store are gone including meat but there's some things if you look close enough that you might be willing to try like quail. Oh, quail, that delicious dark meat tastes like chicken. They say <laughs> I've had it. It's been a while though, so I can't uh, I can't give a testimonial how great quail is. But there are frozen quail options in your grocery store, in addition to other things. Matt Hermans will tell us about that. Plus, he's got a recipe from y'all.com that he's going to tell you about how you can have and make while you're sitting in the home bored right now. You can make beer cheese. Oh, yes. Uh, Get you some chips and cheese and maybe some pretzels and you'll be rocking and rolling. He'll also talk a little cast iron skillet cleaning not cooking but how do you clean the darn thing all that coming up with our barbecue barrister toward the end of this hour so make sure you stick around for that but we will begin this hour of the y'all show second hour with a little recap of what's going on in sports and this is what we call sports yap. we just mix it on up kind of like a Matt Herman's does with his barbecue we mix up all kind of sports news and we'll actually start here with a Pretty big story coming from the NFL, a guy with a connection to both Mississippi and the Memphis Tigers, Stephen Goskowski, the New England Patriots kicker for the last 14 years. He's been released by the Pats. So Tom Brady is out, and now Goskowski, the former Memphis Tiger who grew up in the Jackson, Mississippi area. I think he went to Madison Central. I think he was a Madison Central i know their colors are orange and blue i apologize all you madison central fans i don't remember your mascot (laughs) but i know the memphis tigers mascot it would be tom tiger yes tom the tiger there just off of highland in memphis but goskowski who did a great job in college took his talent on to the nfl where he replaced adam venateri and he is the franchise's all-time leading scorer and now he's gone 36 years old is Steven Goskowski. So we wish him the best. I'm sure he'll find somebody willing to give him another chance in the NFL. But just another familiar face if you're a Patriots fan that won't be suiting up for the Pats here this fall. Now to college basketball news. The number one prospect out of college basketball, Anthony Edwards, who played for the Georgia Bulldogs this past year, played for t- Coach Cream there. He's now declared that he's going to go to the NFL, uh, rather, the, not the NFL, to the NBA draft. He announced this last week. He says, Georgia will always be my home, but I am ready to take my game to the next level and have decided to declare for the 2020 NBA draft. I hope I've made you all proud, but the work is far from finished. Again, after just one season in Athens, a guy who was very good, Anthony Edwards, the number one prospect on ESPN's draft board, at least, now going to the NBA from the ACC. Devin Vassell says he's going to enter the NBA draft after two years at Florida State. Remember, Florida State, your ACC regular season champions. In fact, you could say they're the tournament champion because if you actually tune in that wacky Thursday The second day of the ACC tournament, before Florida State had their game against Clemson, they were awarded the ACC tournament trophy, or maybe it could have been a regular season trophy, but I think they even had a little confetti come down from the ceiling. Nobody was half in the building because fans weren't allowed to come except for a handful of the players' families, but yes, Leonard Hamilton and his FSU Seminoles, great job this year on the hard court, but a key player for FSU, Devin Vassell taking his talent to the NBA. Also from the college basketball world, I'm going to miss this guy on the SEC Network. He was fantastic. And I had a chance to talk to him a few times when he was hanging out in Oxford as a head coach of the Mississippi Rebels at that time now Land Sharks, Andy Kennedy, who was the head coach at Mississippi for about 12-13 years. He went 245 and 156 losses during his time at the Tad Pad in Oxford and now After being the coach up until 2018, he's taking his talent now from the SEC Network, where he had been an analyst there covering college basketball, and he's heading to his alma mater. He originally played college basketball at NC State with Jim Valvano, but then transferred to UAB. And now he'll be the new head coach at UAB. He put out a really cool video to announce that. And I think it's a great move by UAB to try to resurrect their basketball program, which Andy Kennedy, I think, I think I'm right on this, might be the leading scorer in UAB Blazer history. And now he's back. A tall, lanky Mississippian. He is from Louisville, Mississippi. is Andy Kennedy's hometown. And now heading back to the program that he was a great player in, I think under Coach Bartow. And and Barto brought Andy Kennedy there, and now taking over the UAB Blazer basketball program. We wish him all the best there. And finally, out of the OVC, the Semo Redhawks—they've announced the new head basketball coach. As Southeast Missouri has hired Kansas State assistant Brad Corn. He spent the past five seasons with K State, and now will be taking over the Red Hawk basketball program, the Red Hawk Indians as he signed a five-year contract through the 2025 season as simo there in cape gerardo had a really really rough season this past year seven and 24 and the previous coach went 51 and 104 over five seasons so brad corn's got his work cut out there in cape gerardo leading the ovc's simo red hawk indians wish him well there on the hard court of the ovc And that is a little look at Sports Lanyap to get your Tuesday Hour 2 going. After the break, hey, our barrister is going to be on. I cannot wait for this. Mad Hermans, he's got plenty of food to talk about, and we'll let him do that. The floor will be his right after this timeout.
3: Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
1: It's Coleman Grill. We got 24 tall boys on the
4: chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall took around the
5: radio. You know we just catch a little groove before the show. We ain't playing nothing slow.
0: We are the Y'all Show. Hello, I'm John Rawl. Welcome back. And we are delighted to have the barrister, the fellow that does everything that we all wish we could do when it comes to grilling, Matt Hearmans, is joining us right now. This is the program that's all about the South. We are Y'all, and our website, y'all.com, where you can log on and see the podcast episode of the show, the Y'all TV, the video podcast of this show, and we even have awesome recipes up at y'all.com check it out it's the ultimate guide to the south y'all.com and the ultimate grill meister of the south is matt hermans and he's with us right now on the y'all show hello sir
6: grill i like i like that that's pretty cool i mean we, a little, we still uh, like little german yeah
0: yeah we still like the barbecue barrister that's yeah. the title that you can't you can't run from that one
6: <laughs> but we're, we're, just rack up the title yeah
0: you just rack it all up here by the way you may not be able to see me but i i had you in mind i've got my bright red y'all hat and i even got my my bright red y'all vest although it doesn't have a y'all logo on it but it does in spirit so i had you in mind mr red raider
6: that's pretty awesome i was uh i was wearing my black uh y'all hat the other day that i've received were you really? so generously yeah yeah <laughs> so uh we got a little something going
0: hey you deserve it you deserve it matt <laughs> hermans how you uh, how you managing through this whole isolation
6: well i mean about the same as last week um you know work from home um probably like most people out there just um you know uh trying to stay safe and um you know getting cabin fever already wanting to get the heck out and do something but uh yeah, most places are closed and you know for good reason so you know entertaining myself uh, hanging out with the kiddo and spending time a time with the uh, the wife and stuff like that so it's been um you know good in a, in a very strange way been very very strange but also good in certain ways but uh trying to make ends meet man trying to make ends meet hopefully um hopefully it's not too much longer that we're that we're locked and i know some states are out there are more locked down than others so uh you know good um good luck to everybody out there who's on total lockdown.
0: Mhm. And I want to ask you, not only are you having to suffer through this like most of us here, but it must be really tough on you since you love your food, you love your your fresh meats and all the other fun things that you find at a grocery store. And so, <laughs> yeah. have you at least been able to find a grocery store you can go in and patronize in the last couple of days?
6: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I am I am fortunate that um you know the grocery stores in my little neck of the woods have still got stuff now. They don't have certain things that no place has, right? There's no uh no bathroom essentials, put it that way. There's no um
0: nothing which like makes that. no sense by the way.
6: Yeah, I mean, I'm imagining you know there's like 10 people out there with garage fulls of it but i you know we're we'll live through that but um as far as food goes no issues uh you know not the best selection but i'm again not complaining there's been plenty of different meats and things for me to go look around for and cook so um got a fridge full and um so fortunate i know some places have less than others and um you know i guess if there were certain things i was particularly looking for they've closed down the meat case oh, really? i think that yeah i think that's probably my guess is that you know for people um they don't want you know people touching meat and uh you know i guess potentially coughing onto meat or something like that uh i guess that that's probably the precaution they've taken so everything is kind of prepackaged, pre-shipped into the store which changes a lot but again i think in times like this i you know i can find meat out there that i can cook i'm not complaining at all and uh you know it's probably again probably for the best
0: barbecue barrister matt hermans is with us this is the y'all show and as we talk about some of the issues we're having to uh, put up with right now with this coronavirus i want to ask you if you happen another way we, we talk about the supply chains of foods when it comes to butchers matt hermans when you go into your local butcher and you get fresh meat, do you have any idea how long that that uh, deceased animal has been deceased? <laughs>
6: uh, yeah, well, you could ask your butcher. If you go to a meat market, you know, you, you can – these people are, are um, really good at tracking where their meat comes from. You know, mm-hmm. they've got – uh, you, you know, not again. A little bit different at a grocery store, but uh, your local meat market typically they will know when they get it, when the when the animal was slaughtered, and um, how long it's been there. And uh, I haven't heard a whole lot. At least, again, every area is different. But at least in my area, I think the uh, the meat markets are still um, still open and still doing doing their thing. Um, again, people are buying more and putting in the freezer and things like that. But. Um, but yeah, so I, if you've got one around you, you might want to check it out. A lot of times they're running specials if they want to get rid of certain things or uh, you know, but yeah, no, you're if you go to a local a small butcher or a local meat market, you should be able to say hey, listen, how long have you had it? You know how what's the age on it? When was uh, you know, when was the slaughter date? When did you bring it to your case? You know, how long has it been? Has it been frozen? Has it not? And um, again, since you're working with somebody that's kind of personally involved with the uh the meat themselves they'll they'll be able to to kind of tell you if you're interested
0: and that's all good to be able to have the time to ask the butcher for that information but what if you don't have that opportunity matt hermans is it often found on the packaging the actual slaughter date
6: oh no 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 Uh, no definitely not if you go for instance i go to kroger and grab ribs there's um Plenty of ribs. That's one of the things that's out there. And I love, I love ribs. I never get tired of ribs is my favorite.
0: We, we might be able to pull through this thing now.
6: Yeah. I know. I know. Right. As long as I keep seeing ribs there, it <laughs> uh, keeps my spirits high, but no, there's not going to be. They'll have like a best buy date or uh, something of that nature, but you're not going to be able to know. Um, you know, that you'll, you'll have to, I guess if you wanted to get deep into the weeds, you could probably look up the USDA. You know requirements on how long something can be for sale, and then you can kind of like backdate that from the sell by date to get an idea of when when the animal was processed. So, but um, now you're not going to see that date.
0: Okay. Well, that's helpful to know. Now, one good thing about the coronavirus, if there's any good news, is yes, th- we we we're having problems with our food, and some of us might get the virus. Unfortunately but at least electricity's working water's running perfectly fine which means things like freezers ought to be working fine so you can go into your freezer if you have meat stored in there and i want to ask you barrister in your matt Herman's world of freezing things what is a shelf life or freezer life is it the better term of meat
6: yeah so um I generally and we've probably talked before. I I generally do not like to freeze meat. Um, particularly like
0: any kind of meat for any length
6: yeah, of time. Yeah, no. No, I don't. Uh, because it's what already a been snob. frozen. Once. I know, I know, right. But it's already been frozen once. So anything you get, well, most of it, put it this way, anything you get from the grocery store has been frozen. So once you once it thaws out, it's been frozen once. Uh, you put it back in the freezer, you're freezing it again. And each time you freeze meat, it kind of degrades the quality of a little bit. But we are not in uh, typical times right now. So, you know, what, what is, you know, p- the most pleasing to the taste buds maybe goes in the background a little bit. And what is going to be best for kind of a long-term uh, food supply kind of comes to the forefront. So, you can freeze meat and, you know, whether you've got a deep freeze or just kind of a regular freezer attached to the fridge, meat will last a very long time. Um, it, it, I mean, you can eat meat that's been in your freezer a year. You can eat meat that's been in your freezer even longer. Now, the again, like I said before, uh, there are things that are uh, freezer burn. There are things <laughs> that uh, the longer something's been in the freezer, you know, maybe the less um, appetizing it's going to be. But the shelf life is very, very long. Uh, it just depends on uh, what uh, you know, what uh, taste or texture degradation you're willing to put yourself through, and that, of course, you know, if, uh, if we get hungry enough, uh, <laughs> things start sounding pretty good. So uh, the the answer to that is um, a very long time. Uh, most meat go over a year if it's cooked. that's – Well, okay, so it's it's a little bit different. Let me make this. Um, this uh qualifier meat that's been cooked and then frozen that's a little bit different um that that may not that'll last a while but it's a little different when you we have raw meat that's that's hard as a rock you know frozen at the bottom of your deep freeze that can last a very long time even processed game meat will last you know at least a year or so um you're good you're good on that i mean if we're not out of this deal in a the year then we're having totally different conversations in fact we might be doing this show via smoke signal in the woods somewhere
0: yeah I, I'm all for that if you want to join me there in the woods. Speaking of game, as we go to our grocery stores, Mr. Herman's, some of the prime meat choices we want may be gone. It looks like your ribs are around, and that's good news for you. But let's say you want some some good ribeye or a hamburger meat that you want to take home with you, and those items are currently right. out of stock in your local grocery store. I found when I was in there the other day, Matt Herman, something that I don't often see but maybe because nobody buys it that's why i saw it and it was one of the few meat items available and i want to get your take on this there's a company called manchester farms that produces quail and they freeze it and you can cook up quail have you ever had frozen quail or or quail period
6: yeah i have had quail in fact I am a big fan of quail, uh um, of course you are <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's an animal, and you can smoke it so no um I am a uh somebody tried that with a bat, and uh that didn't turn yeah, out so well with this coronavirus. No, no let's um i'm gonna steer steer way clear of bats uh not not my favorite uh have never done it would not recommend it i'm going on the record with that um but um no quail is a is a tasty little bird it's kind of a um have you ever heard of squab john i have not well squab is a fancy name for a pigeon uh, so anytime, if anybody's ever gone to a fancy restaurant and they order a, you know, $35 plate of, um, of squab, that's a pigeon. So, um, <laughs> a like a pigeon from your local park. Yeah. yeah like the pigeon that, that kind of doesn't want to get out of your way till you get six inches from him and then he kind of flaps off. Yeah. That same guy. That's a squab. But the reason I bring that up is because a quail, uh, it's about, it's about the size of a, um, of a squab or a a pigeon if you ever had that uh they're little birds or little game birds in fact that people across the the south if you're an avid uh hunter of birds you have probably either you probably either hunted quail or you've you've known somebody who's hunted quail or maybe you've gone someplace uh where you you can hunt quail um it is a game bird it's not very big if anybody if you think of the old cartoons it's kind of the bird it's got the little um little thing sticking up on its head it looks kind of like a uh a little uh question mark or something (laughs) that's what that's what you think of i think of the old uh the old disney cartoons with them running around but anyway it is a it's a tasty little game bird it is not a uh this is something that's interesting you think of poultry you think of white meat uh quail is not white meat it is a dark meat oh is it similar yeah similar to squab or duck duck is also a bird you know think again similar to chicken not a white meat uh, a darker meat and so is quail uh so if you like dark meat and you like a kind of a game bird type uh flavor and taste and a lot of people do uh dove people eat dove a lot clearly hunting dove is a big uh is a big deal across south very similar to that um and quail can be cooked the same way it's a little it looks like a teeny tiny chicken and uh you can fry them whole uh in fact i've had a a dish of, uh, fried quail on uh, grits and it is, (laughs) it's really good. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta, if you're used to eating fried chicken and, and, you know, eating chicken legs and drumsticks, it's a, it's a much smaller version of that. Uh, so you might need to, uh, you know, kind of be dainty with it, but tasty little bird. A lot of times they're deboned, and wrapped in bacon and smoked and that is a really good way to to eat quail as well so yeah you're you know what it's going along with the thing we talked about last week sometimes you you're gonna see stuff in the stores probably that like you said it's there because <laughs> maybe it's not the first or tenth choice that people have <laughs> uh, but it's the 11th and you can uh, you can do something with it but um don't overlook the quail tasty little bird Uh, a lot of flavor and um yeah it's it's a a good little appetizer or a meal
0: and again this company manchester farms has frozen quail in grocery stores all over the region and worth a try i mean you got me ready to go to the grocery store right now and pick up their last remaining box of quail matt (laughs) Herman's.
6: There you go, man. Cook it up and um, just pretend it's a little chicken, you know, use your fingers and you eat the smallest drumstick you've ever had in your entire life.
0: And I want to also point out that I have a family friend who has worked for that company before, and I'm pretty sure, although it's been several years since we spoke, I'm pretty sure they grow their quails just like they do chicken. So these quail aren't being brought in by the folks that went out hunting over the weekend. They're grown in a commercial environment.
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm sure you're right because there are quail farms um, at, across uh, our region, and they're raised for that purpose. They're either raised to to be processed uh, for people to eat because there are people to eat them, of course. Yeah. Um or sometimes they're raised to be released onto uh, land to to hunt. So, yeah, it's um, little-known business, but big. Uh, give, give, the, give the quail a try.
0: Yes, and we encourage it. And it's actually supposed to be very healthy for you is as, as well. Mm-hmm. So quail, yes. We are all about the <laughs> quail. Quail, yeah. Yeah, right. quail, yeah. All right. <laughs> Matt Hermans, we're not done with you. You hang on, Mr. Hermans, because when we come back, we're going to go to y'all.com. There are some very tasty recipes that have popped up there, and I, I just got to get your take on it. We'll have more of our conversation with the barbecue barrister and the quail meister. Matt Hermans, that conversation
5: continues after this break. Stay with us. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon?
2: Uh, You know, stressful, exhausting.
5: Lie down on me and we'll talk about it.
2: Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey,
5: I'm just a mattress doing my job.
2: You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through.
5: If you're happy, I'm happy. Uh, But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund.
2: And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way you're the only one i want to come home to purple mattress
0: spring into big savings with purple spring sale get a free
4: set of purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a purple hybrid or purple premier mattress
1: when you text offer to 84888 that's keyword o-f-f-e-r to 84888 message and data rates may apply please do not text and drive see purple.com for terms and conditions
0: continuing with the y'all show this is the program where each and every week we have a chance to visit with matt Herman's, the barbecue barrister and he's joining us now for this final segment of the tuesday y'all program we've got the coronavirus blues out of the way already with him and now it's time to go to y'all.com y'all the ultimate guide of the south and at y'all you'll see a tab all about food and drink and when i went there matt Hermans, prior to doing this incredible show prep for here on the y'all show i found two recipes that seem like they need to get your opinion on them and, and not necessarily just the recipe but your idea of what they've got posted here the subject matter and one is a recipe crock pot beer cheese so have you ever done mr guy with a wisconsin lineage have you ever done a crock pot beer cheese
6: well yes
0: i have um, uh, and let me clarify I, wisconsin only on one side of your family very yeah, much southern okay. on the other side so you're one of those confused kids growing up
6: <laughs> yeah yeah my father um moved uh, down south when he was young and um and then yeah that's where i was born so uh have been to wisconsin but uh not not a whole lot but i will say i am a big fan of uh cheese uh, of so course you are <laughs> maybe that I don't know, it's like everything we talk about i'm a big fan of it right so uh well not everything i would say bats off the list but um yeah so I, well, i've never done it in a crock pot but i've done it in a little pan um to do like a fondue type thing and um it's awesome with with beer and i'll do a little plug you know we a lot of folks have been i do my 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 uh the lord's work here Uh, a lot of folks have been saying hey this is a good time to kind of support the small businesses because they're not going to get bailed out um i like the big ones will it's a great time to if you're going to drink some beer and look uh sometimes when you're sitting at home there's not not a lot to do maybe you do want to pop a cold one and kind of uh relax a little bit you know it's always good to um uh, to buy something local maybe keep somebody in business that you know or is in your community or in your state at least so um that's my little shout out but a, a, the good thing if you're gonna do cheese and I, I haven't looked at the recipe on y'all um what kind of cheese is in there john
0: survey says
6: cheese cubed oh okay okay well, that, that leaves that leaves a wide open door so um Uh, let let me
0: me read the paragraph specifically about the cheese on on the website it It says first the cheese understand this no matter how bad you want to use it this recipe needs processed cheese blocks velveeta generic or government but make sure it is processed shredded cheese may taste better but it will end up as a clumpy mess what say you (sighs) barbecue barrister
6: that's great advice, absolutely. And that's the one thing that can happen to. That's the one thing can happen to real cheese is, um, you know, I always say um, <laughs> there are two kinds of cheese. Uh, there's cheese uh, with an S and there's cheese with a Z, and uh, the <laughs> the cheese with a Z uh, is usually melts real well and and uh, stays liquid. But if you really want to do it, you know, the, the better cheese is, is, uh, the, the real cheese. And there are a lot of different varieties. There's Monterey Jack, which is very, very mild. Everybody's probably had that. There's cheddar, of course. There's all kinds of different kinds of cheddar. There's mild cheddar and medium cheddar and sharp and extra sharp cheddar. And there's white cheddar. There's all kinds of cheese. There's Munster. There's Gouda, which is a great melting cheese. Gouda's a really, I'll, I'll stick with that. Gouda's a, a really, um, popular cheese to melt particularly for a fondue or a um just melting generally because it's very creamy so that's a great cheese to go with and and if you're going to do it um you need to melt it slow and you need to uh add you usually will add a little bit of milk or cream to it to kind of get that liquid consistency going you don't want to heat it too fast or it will turn into a uh, weird blob of something you don't want to eat but uh if you do it right, you heat it slowly, let it melt, add a little liquid, a little heavy cream or something to it. Then later on once it starts melting, add a beer and you want to add a strong beer, a a flavorful beer. You you don't uh you don't necessarily want to add your your uh your tailgate beer or your your uh your light beer just because it's not going to have the, the same kind of flavor that you want. You're going to want something darker, maybe a stout or a brown ale or even an IPA. Uh, people have had those before, even if you don't like it to drink because an IPA is very powerful. You know, it's a lot of hops. It's real bitter. When you add it to cheese, it just works really well. So you'll want something with a lot of taste. You can save your Miller Lite for, for, for drinking and, uh, or your Bud Light and use something stronger. Get something. Uh, get, uh, give that, me a that,
0: name. That's... It's okay to drop names here.
6: Okay. Well, you know, if you're, if you know, I like to say go local. If you're in Georgia, get a Sweetwater. If you're in Mississippi, get a Lazy Magnolia. But what actual
0: type of beer? Like, let's say. Yeah.
6: Yeah. So a, 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 a great beer is, a, uh, is, a, is an IPA. So an IPA is an India Pale Al. Which is a very hoppy beer. Um, there are all kinds of different types and wherever you are, you're going to be able to find one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm a huge fan of it myself, but a lot, you know, it's, it's an acquired taste. It's very, very bitter, very hoppy. It has a lot of different flavors to it. But even if you don't want to drink one of these types of beers, when you add it to a beer cheese, it's gonna be great it's going to meld really really well with the cheese because the cheese is strong enough uh, cheese is creamy enough also to kind of hold up uh, itself it's not going to be overpowered by the beer another great beer to use would be like a uh, a stout like a Guinness or a um you know a, a harp or um, a bass it's a it's a thick dark rich beer that goes really well with cheese too so uh, you can't terribly go – you can't really go wrong. You don't want to use a fruit beer. You don't want to use something that's uh, that's fruity or something like that. That's going to mix really weirdly with any kind of cheese you use. But uh, you stick with a stout, uh, some type of pale ale, something like that, even a brown ale like a Newcastle, something um, uh, that's an English-style beer. You're, that's going to be good too. But you want something with a lot of flavor because it's going to be delicious with that cheese.
0: Well, one question I'm sure people may have is well, how much beer are we talking about? Well, according to this recipe at y'all dot com it asks or calls for a half a cup of beer. So you can put that half a cup of beer into the recipe and down
6: the rest and have a party. <laughs> you can't. I guess the the best way to answer that is how much cheese are you making? I mean uh, you may, <laughs> if you're making a lot of cheese, you may have to adjust that number upward or You know, the best, I would say that's a good place to start. Uh, half a cup is a great place to start. And if you, you know, stick a spoon in there and you're like, that's pretty good. You know, I could use a little more beer flavor. Then, you know, you, you tweak it yourself. You know, maybe you want, uh, maybe you want to, uh, to fire it up a notch, you know, make it a very adult style cheese. (laughs) Yeah. Then you can turn it up a notch. Uh, but if you like it relatively mild, you know, leave it right there. They always say you can, You know, you can add something it's really hard to take it away.
0: And again, this is the recipe crock pot beer cheese available at you com. Just go over to the food and drink link at the top of the website, and you'll see this recipe and the directions and more. In addition to a half a cup of beer and a pound of processed cheese cubed, the recipe also calls for a quarter tablespoon of Tabasco and then suitable <laughs> dipping materials, pretzel sticks, veggies, <laughs> chips, tortilla chips, mushrooms, etc. For a different Spoon. taste, ground Finger. rosemary or crushed roasted garlic, to and that will help out too so oh yeah
6: i like that yeah. that's a great yeah i like that
0: so again the most common usage of crock pot beer cheese in the Heermans household you would put what with this
6: you know what that's the beauty um you know pouring it over a uh, a burger patty it's a Ooh. really good way to go i never thought I mean.
0: that wasn't listed as one of the options on the
6: website no r- really good also a biscuit i mean fantastic get out of here uh, oh my god yeah, i mean i i keep going yeah, a little bit sausage patty a beer cheese over it, knife and fork you got an open face cheese biscuit freaking delicious and uh yeah, but the possibilities are endless. Pretzel, obviously. You can go healthy. If you want to go low carb, you can do it with, uh, celery because, um, it's going to be pretty low carbohydrate. That half cup of beer is not going to do a whole lot as far as carbs go when it, you're talking about a big old pot of cheese. So anything that you would typically like cheese on, um, yeah, get yourself a spoon and, uh, and go after it with the, with the beer cheese. Um, what's really good, any kind of sandwich. So if you, if you're going to make yourself a, uh, even a barbecue sandwich, we're kind of on that, uh, you know, kind of our theme here. You, you don't typically think of a cheese sauce poured over a barbecue sandwich, but if you've never had it, you should. And if you've got beer cheese, give it a go. Pour it on your barbecue sandwich and then add the barbecue sauce and, uh, it might be a game changer for you.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. We're talking to the barbecue barrister, Matt Herman's, right here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, John Rawl. And of course, we love to talk food here on this show that's all about the South. And in the previous segment, if you missed it, go back to y'all.com and find this show for today. You also can find it on the y'all.com page, the Y'all TV link that'll have Mr. Herman's and I talking visually. And that's also found on the Y'all Show YouTube channel if you'll go search. Search for y'all show on youtube you can find that conversation if you missed it we were talking one of the things in that conversation from earlier this hour we were talking about quail and quail is delicious and it's a good option that you can enjoy enjoy right now but i don't know if you can pull this off as easily as quail in the oven mad hermans but there's a recipe at y'all.com grilled lamb chops with mint sauce and as we're all having to mm-hmm. stay inside right now can you envision cooking up grilled lamb chops inside is that possible
6: you know it is um survey says yes yeah yeah absolutely if you're um you know if you're staying inside you know who knows you live in an apartment or a condo and you're just thinking you know hey i'm gonna play it safe and you know just avoid uh, being around others for the time being then yeah um a couple different ways you can do it. Uh, you can, uh, if you've got a cast iron skillet, which is, I know a lot of the folks listening um, throughout the uh, South are going to have a cast iron skillet somewhere. Uh, cast iron skillet's a great way to sear meat if you're not going to grill it. Um, it really is, whether it's a, a hamburger, a pork chop, a steak, a lamb chop. I would say if you're not going to fire up your grill or your smoker to cook a big piece of meat, uh the cast iron skillet's probably a really good I and mean, it, it is a really good option uh because it gets very hot it holds heat very well the uh the surface of the cast iron skillet is irregular as opposed to a um you know a nonstick or a um, a, a stainless steel type so it gives you a nice cooking surface but the heat is is really what gives you a great sear with the cast iron skillet because it does not cool down it's it literally is cast iron you know shocking that's what the name of it is but it holds heat it's very thick and it holds heat for a long time which means i'm not going to get too sciencey here i'm not a scientist but when you put a cold piece of meat into a hot stainless steel pan or a hot nonstick skillet it will it will take somewhat of a sear but that metal will cool down as the the, the um uh, the heat transfers out of it cast iron skillet is different it gets so hot and it holds heat so well that you can get a really crusty and delicious sear on meat uh, so it's a great option lamb chop um, you want to go herbal for sure i know mint sauce is kind of a uh, a go-to for lamb chops uh, of course if we're talking about going outside there's good ways to to cook it over charcoal get a lot of smoky flavor but if you're doing it inside um, stay herbal with it. You don't necessarily want to make lamb sweet. It does not go it does not go well with with sugar we've talked in the past about certain meats loving sweetness certain meats uh you know staying uh, socially distant from sugar <laughs> um but lamb is well not played well yeah lamb is not a meat you want to make sweet. hey let me you tell, tell you what the up.
0: ingredients actually call for since you're right. you're talking about that according to the website y'all.com the recipe for this the grilled lamb chop recipe ingredients include olive oil Chopped fresh rosemary, a couple of cloves, garlic minced, kosher salt, and then black pepper to taste. And then they have separate of this a mint dipping sauce that you can also fire up on the grill, I guess.
6: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that that's perfect. I mean, that, that, is, that is a really nice flavor profile for lamb. Lamb is, I hate to use the G word, gamey, that scares people off. All that means is that it has a particular flavor to it um that goes really really well with herbs so people say gamey you think you don't immediately think good um uh, but lamb is a very tasty meat particularly lamb chop we're not talking mutton we're not talking about old sheep wandering around uh tough as you know shoe leather and that's no offense to owensboro kentucky where they do smoke mutton but uh the lamb is you know a young sheep tender and um a very tasty piece of meat, but yeah, that herbal uh, flavor profile is great. Mint sauce—you think it is a—you think is a almost like a menthol-y type. You know, you think of a peppermint or a mint that you suck on, and it gives you that kind of mouthfeel. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be probably fresh mint, which does not have the same level of menthol. So you're not going to get that "quote unquote" uh, strong mint. It's not going to be like eating an Altoid. Put it that way. It's just going to have kind of a hint. Of that mint flavor that goes really well with lamb so again if you're going to experiment you've been sitting in the house you're getting cabin fever you're like look hey, you know what I'm, I'm i'm done warming up mac and cheese for the 25th time let's try something different um you know give it a go uh, it's not it's going to be better than you think uh, and particularly if if all you got left over is lamb sitting in that meat case get after it it'll be good
0: well that's one reason i brought it up because i bet you you go down to your local wally world uh, if they even sell lamb and i'm sure they do I doubt too many people are running and grabbing all the lamb supply there at Walmart. And, of course, when we talk to Matt Hermans, he doesn't get very sheepish when he talks about this subject. So, we're glad to share it here on the Y'all Show. Again, the one. recipe, grilled lamb chops with mint sauce, available at you com, and this is something you can cook inside if you need to and it gives you this is not something you can whip up in five minutes it's going to give you yeah. several hours maybe of preparation and, and and what else you got to do these days and if yeah. you if you pull it off it's like you're eating a a thousand dollar meal right in the comfort of your <laughs> own home when you pull off this if you want to get in the in the good graces of whoever you're quarantined with, this is one good option. Grilled lamb chops with mint sauce. Before we leave though, Matt here, I gotta ask, as you were bragging on cast iron skillets, and we gotta give a little selfish plug to South Pittsburgh, Tennessee's own lodge, which makes those things maybe the most famous cast iron skillet company in the world. Mm. Hey, I've I've played around with those things before, Matt, and i don't know where i'm going wrong but how in the world do you clean those things
6: yeah that's all, that's the question isn't it? and i, I will admit it, i have a lodge uh, myself that's um that's about a decade old so it's fairly young but uh so i will tell you what i do and i've heard a hundred different ways that people have have said to do this thing and and if you if anyone has ever tried to you know clean it normally and then put it up in the cabinet uh you're going to be surprised with a nice little coating of rust the next time <laughs> you pull it out and uh there's a lot of you know when they talk about the skillet being seasoned you don't want it seasoned with rust that's, that's not what you're looking for so what i do and what has worked for me is a couple things and this will i'll make it um, pretty straightforward here if you're just doing It's cast iron skillet is so useful. You can toast things in it. You can, uh, you know, you can put some butter in there, and you can toast a bun. You can um, toast bread. You can put uh, stuff in there. You know, little things like that. Just something to heat up and put on a hot surface. If you just use something with fat, butter, oil, something to to toast, for instance, or get crispy, you really all you really need to do is wipe it out with a paper towel. That's all. If it's just you know, just butter. Like for instance, I will, I like a toasted bun for a barbecue sandwich. I like a toasted bun for a hamburger. Uh, anything. I like kind of that toasted, crispy edge on, on a bun. I'll just heat the cast iron skillet up, put some butter in there, toast the, the bread, let it soak it up and then wipe it out with a, with a, with a paper towel. With no cleaning product at all. So, no, 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 You're fine on that because it's, it's, that's an oil. It's a fat and and cast iron loves fat. So, or you can take a rag and a free paper towel, whatever, just get the excess out, you're good. Now, if you're going to do something <clears throat> uh, bigger, if you're going to cook a sauce, if you're going to do uh, grits in a cast iron skillet, if you do cornbread, if you're going to do, you know, we go on and on and on, biscuits, people do, something that is going to leave residue. You, you, you're you okay cleaning it off with a little bit of warm water if you have to use soap and a scrubber you can i know people are thinking no way you're crazy you can but you have to immediately re-season it so what i do is this um if i and i use it quite a bit i use it i say once a week um i will wash it out with hot water if i need some type of soap if i need something to cut grease or something to get it out i will do that i will immediately dry it off uh, with a towel make sure it is bone dry uh, then coat it with a little bit of some type of oil or some type of fat could be shortening could be crisco the
0: whole thing in and out
6: yeah take take a little bit and on the outside correct Um, doesn't have to be a lot, but just a little bit of coating kind of like you're 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 just greasing it up, stick it in the oven um heat it up you know 300, 350 for an hour or so, and that will reseal it that will re um
5: that's a lot of work. It, or, it that's is a lot, lot of, of it is work.
6: a lot of work it's a lot of work, and that's you know and that's the kind of the downside of the cast iron skillet, but as you do that as you continue to use it more and more and more, it will become more seasoned it will become easier to clean okay. um, and it will it will become uh, essentially non-stick uh, it will essentially come so you don't want to use soap you don't have to but if you do uh and then you just got to make sure it's 100 percent dry get a little bit of fat on there stick it in the oven and then turn it off later and that'll that'll save it well but um nothing really cooks like it so it's worth it
0: that is fantastic information from our fat guy matt hermans and i mean (laughs) phat i don't mean it in that other way you're you're fat you've got so much great information and knowledge and you're just that's right we're just so proud of you matt hermans our barbecue (laughs) barrister Hey, thank you. You enjoy the rest of your time out as well as the rest of the world, and we'll talk to you again next week.
6: Can't wait. Everybody uh, be safe and stay healthy out there.
0: All right. Well, that will wrap up our y'all show here for this Tuesday edition. Hey, join us on Wednesday. In addition to having Precious Harris drop by with her great music Row report in Nashville, Tennessee, we're also going to be joined by someone who worked in the Trump White House as Kelly Riddell Sadler is going to be joining us. She is with America First Action. That is the official Donald Trump super PAC. And she is a firecracker. And it's going to have a great conversation with us about the coronavirus she's actually a native of new york state and so this whole issue of the virus is hitting home with her but this darn Yankee's going to join us on wednesday's y'all show and talk about president trump and what's going on in the world of politics all that on the wednesday show you don't miss it this is y'all talk with a southern accent thank you for being with us
1: Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.